you look at Spotify and KSA, uh, you see a lot of that. For example, uh, international music is wildly popular at the same time as local Khaliji music is wildly popular at the same time as regional Arabic music is wildly popular. Okay. Right? So our top stream artist is Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, our our top regional artist is uh, Mohammed Said mm-hmm. from uh, Egypt. Hello and welcome to the Mayman Show. We are coming to you from our studios in Riyadh, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, and today we have the managing director of Spotify for the MENA region and South Asia. Mr. Akshat Harbola, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us in our studios today. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. All right. And before we start anything, just, you know, give us from your opinion, what are your thoughts about Spotify, <laughs> Kingdom of Saudi Arabia? Yeah, look, uh, we're very excited about this market. Mm-hmm. Uh, we launched in Kingdom of Saudi Arabia around six, five years back. Yeah. And uh, uh, the last one year in particular has been super strong for us. Right? All right. And I'm sure we'll get the opportunity to get deep dive into trends that we see here in the market but at, a, at a high level. Uh, uh, w- one thing you see in this market is that trends are actually getting created as we speak. Mm-hmm. Right? This is not a mature market where everything is completely written down and, and, and you know what the trends are. Yeah. Everything is happening and getting created as we speak. Mm-hmm. So if you look at Spotify and KSA, uh, you see a lot of that. For example, uh, international music is wildly popular at the same time as local Khaliji music is wildly popular at the same time as regional Arabic music is wildly popular. Okay. Right? So our top stream artist is Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, our, our top regional artist is uh, Mohammed Said mm-hmm. from uh, Egypt. And then you have uh, 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 Abdul Majid uh, on yeah. the Khaliji side who's stopping the charts. Yeah, and Khaliji is the f- fastest growing genre on Spotify yeah. right now even though uh, sort of we see a lot of international music pop and k-pop consumption so uh, we're we're in this journey of discovering ksa mm-hmm. as ksa evolves as well all right uh, so very exciting times for us and for ksa and, and how fun is this journey of self-discovery i'd say very a lot of fun right uh, I'll, I'll throw another interesting start at you i'm a data guy all right yeah so uh uh, if you're talking about KSA, you cannot ignore gaming. Okay. Uh, 87% of the people in KSA self-identify themselves as gamers. You know, that could be hardcore gamers or, or just playing Candy Crush. Casual gamers. Casual gamers. Uh, 87%. Right? You won't find that stat anywhere in the world. Okay. And we see that at Spotify as well. 30% of the people on Spotify in KSA stream music on a console okay. while they're playing games. Mm-hmm. Right? And the top playlist, uh, we just did this thing called Wrapped, where we wrap up essentially, you know, your listening habits and and the listening habits across across different markets. All right. Uh, and in Saudi, the top playlist is called Top Gaming Tracks, mm-hmm. right? Uh, which is which I think for me is wild, right? And and we double down on that in many different ways. So we would. Uh, we have a partnership with PlayStation where Spotify is native to the PlayStation experience. You don't need to download it. It's part of the, it's, it comes preloaded as part of the PlayStation. Okay. And then we, we also participate in the ecosystem here. So uh, earlier in the year when in Riyadh, there was the big esports uh, uh, 
uh, the competition, event. right? Yeah, it was an uh, event, a competition. Gamers Eight, right? So yeah. we were we were part of Gamers Eight, mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, through Gamers Eight and and many other sort of uh, initiatives over the years, we're we're part of the gaming community here. So uh, it's it's I I'd say it's a very interesting and a and a very uh, you know uh, a ride full of discovery for for Spotify. All right, yeah. and uh, so aside from being a gamer and and consuming your material and you know being on a device, what significant advancements or developments in the music local music industry uh, do you believe have uh, affected how you do business here? Yeah, I think uh, the the first uh, fact is that the level of activity we're seeing in uh, in the music market here is just you know, uh, and and the level of institutional support that the right. that the sector is getting is just unprecedented. You don't see this anywhere. And we were speaking about this earlier. Top international artists are performing here in Saudi week after week in the season. And even if you're not in the music industry, it's very hard to not get excited by it. Right. right. So even as a consumer, you just buy your tickets and you want to be in Riyadh because the top global acts are spending time and performing here. In, mm-hmm. in Saudi Arabia, yeah. uh, the uh, so so I think I, I think that's w- 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 uh, the international music and how that's emerging is is clearly uh, a big trend that we see in the market here. But at the at the same time, like I was saying earlier, there's a uh, there's almost uh, this emergence of the local music scene, which mm-hmm. which a lot of the local labels and and uh, uh, you know production companies are are creating. Uh, which is uh, leading to a new uh, brand of Saudi talent, right? right? And and we're working closely with many of them uh, through through many of our programs, but also through uh, some of the uh, some of the partnerships we have. Like so, for example, with Gamers Eight, we had the opportunity to work with them on their anthem, the gaming anthem for Gamers Eight, and right. we brought in. Uh, uh, an emerging Saudi American artist, Mashal Thamer, to mm-hmm. to sort of work with us and with Gamers Aid to create that anthem. Okay, uh, and then uh, one interesting uh, sort of data point which which I have seen is uh, how local hip hop is emerging. Mm-hmm. We've worked with a lot of local artists in in just giving them a platform on Spotify and supporting their sort of uh, aspirations even beyond. Can you, can you name drop any? Yeah, so Moayat. For example, mm-hmm. Maid uh, and Fair, right? So, sorry, Maid and Fair, right? The comedian turned uh, yeah, rapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and uh, and so and what what you're seeing in hip hop, and you would know this more being here, is is a lot of uh, m- uh, mass pop or Khaliji sounds are getting integrated as the mm-hmm. genre becomes more and more massy. Right? Yeah. And and this is this is very much a part of the global evolution of the genre that you see everywhere in the world where hip hop. Starts, uh, you know, very much on the streets and and is extremely edgy, but over time sort of gets mm-hmm. to the center of of the mainstream culture. Yeah, and and we're 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 seeing that happen here as well. All right, I mean, I, I think uh, with the hip hop industry, the first person to experiment with that was was Foxy Brown. Yeah. In, in the early two thousands, yeah. song with uh, Raghab Alama, who's a famous uh, artist. Wow. Gotta listen to it. It's called Hood. Scriptures. Okay. okay. You like it? You gotta share that with me. Yeah, yeah. I'll share yeah. it with you after yeah. the episode. Yeah. You gotta check it out. So, tell us a little bit about the programs that you guys are mm. doing to support the emerging artists here in yeah. Saudi. Yeah. So we have uh, uh, three programs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're called uh, Equal Arabia, which is okay. focused on 
female artists. Mm -hmm. We have Fresh Wines, which is focused on very early stage artists that are just finding feet in the uh, music industry. And then we have a program called uh, Radar, which is focused on on talent, which is which has already found an audience, but mm -hmm. you won't call them mainstream yet. Right? All right. And uh, the way we work with them is we provide them tools and resources to be successful on Spotify mm -hmm. and beyond Spotify. Okay. Right? So in, in many cases, we've uh, worked with our partners across the globe to give them, let's say, visibility on a New York Times Square. Right. Or, or we have, uh, we, with a lot of artists, we have, uh, we have put them on Camp Nou in Barcelona because we work very closely with the FC Barcelona team. Okay. And so we've given visibility there. So, so depending on the artists and, and the context, we would sort of unlock marketing support or editorial support or sort of just global marketing access okay. uh, if they have global aspirations, right? And in Saudi, for example, uh, if, if I focus on female artists in particular, uh, we've recently worked with Dahlia, we've recently worked with Zena Imad, and and essentially unlock the full suite of support that Spotify provides to local emerging artists anywhere in the world, right? So everything from marketing, social media to visibility on New York Times Square, we were able to do do it for the, for these Saudi artists. All right. And what can we expect to see in the in the near future or on the horizon for Spotify and the Saudi market, especially? with this journey of discovery? Yeah, so I, I think uh, uh, the way I, I think about uh, the, the future is three things. One is uh, we need to build the industry further. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, if, if I dial back a little bit, MENA is one of the fastest growing music markets in the world. Okay. Right? Uh, IFPI, which is the body which uh, tracks recorded music all across the globe, just came out with their report. And after LADAM and Sub-Saharan Africa, MENA market is growing the fastest, and Saudi is one of the fastest. Right? Uh, what needs to happen is uh, more adoption of music streaming. So what you can expect from our side is efforts to curb piracy. Yeah. Uh, but also educate users on you know what we have to offer. I mean, uh, we have a great product. It personalizes very, very well. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been proven across the globe. Uh, but if you if you go out to the man on the street, they're not using Spotify or even its competitors uh, yet. Right? Okay. Uh, it's not a mass phenomena yet. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be our job to make it happen. Right. On, uh, by fighting piracy on one hand, but more marketing, more partnerships, right? So you can expect a lot more of that from our side. The second is, uh, you know, what we internally call a lot more localization. Okay. So hiring the right kind of talent, uh, you know, training our, our product in the right way so that it personalizes in a way that makes sense for the Saudi audience as opposed to the Egyptian audience or as opposed to the audience in the UAE, right? So mm -hmm. a lot of technical backend infrastructure work. And then the third third piece uh, where we want to work is back to creators, right? That's that's okay. going to be our priority. Back to work, basics. Back to basics, right? Okay. Work with the creators, make them successful on Spotify and yeah. off Spotify. And in particular, creators who have global ambitions. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of creators in, in Saudi who have global ambitions, right? So, so I think working with them and providing them with the tools 
and the kind of global reach we have okay. uh, so that you know we're we're also part of their global success journey okay and then that, that that's on a, a national level I'm, I'm assuming you, you will be applying the same for the entire MENA region or will there be a, little, a bit more work done on the MENA region yeah so uh, I think at a meta level, it's uh, those things, but the execution of that differs, right? So okay. we have this uh, uh, saying uh, at Spotify that every market is different, and and therefore we don't have any, we don't have a MENA strategy or MENA or South Asia strategy. We have the same philosophy in communications, yeah, and amazing in journalism, same thing. Yeah, every exactly. Right. So every market is different. Uh, Morocco, for example, operates in a very different way. The artist ecosystem is different. The Language nuances are very, very different. The uh, a lot of those artists find audiences in France and Germany, where a lot of the diaspora is. So we need to treat that market from every level, from a marketing side, from the artist engagement side, from a pricing side, very differently compared to a market like KSA or a market like Egypt. Okay. Yeah. So I think uh, while the fundamental tenets of what we want to do in MENA are are pretty much the same. Uh, the way we execute them in yeah. these different markets will be fundamentally different. Yeah, right? Of course, the tactics have to be localized. Tactics have to be localized and, and our teams are localized. They're local experts. So mm -hmm. the person who's working on Morocco is, you know, has spent their essentially their life uh, working in that particular ecosystem. Mm -hmm. While uh, while for Saudi, we'll, we'll have a very different kind of talent set. And, and, and like you say, the execution tactics will be very different. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. And, uh, you know, so um, you've just given me a, a, a lot of the, the business end and what yeah. you guys are doing to, to grow Spotify here in the region. But what and you're telling me that you're tapping into talent that's already worked in the industry, knows the ins and outs. My question to you is, what's a guy who studied economics? How did you get into the music industry? I mean, you, you studied economics. You should be doing something else. Yeah, know? I should be doing some yeah, <laughs> economist kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. A, yeah. So... Uh, it wasn't, it, it was definitely not planned. Okay. Uh, uh, growing up, I've had twin passions, mm -hmm. uh, you know, at, le at least sort of in my early 20s, I was deeply interested in economics and I was mm -hmm. deeply interested in music. Uh, I knew more than I should, uh, okay. you know, that was healthy for me. So I was part of the scene and I knew all the bands and, mm -hmm. and everything, right? So uh, I, I started uh, my career at McKinsey Okay. The, the consulting firm. I know them very well. Right? Yeah. So I was at McKinsey, spent a lot of years there, uh, did a lot of economics research there. So I was, you know, at some point I was I was part of this group called the McKinsey Global Institute, well, which uh, which did macroeconomics research. And mm -hmm. a lot of this was around the 2008 financial crisis. Okay. Uh, so very real and very deep work, uh, you know, if you're an economist. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, did, I didn't do any music there. Right? All right. I moved to Google after that. Okay. Uh, spent a few years over there, and Google used to have have this very interesting things. Mm -hmm. If you were, if you didn't have external facing teams okay. or or roles, then you could call yourself whatever you wanted, right? Okay. So so for example, if you were a social marketing team, I'm making this up. Okay. You could call yourself, you know, uh, lords of the social realm Great. team, right? And that was fair game. Okay. Uh, so I I used to manage a team, and I ended up calling them Team Zeppelin. Zeppelin? Zeppelin. Named after Led Zeppelin, after right? After Led Zeppelin. So. Right? Yeah, okay. so, so, so that was the most musical I got At in that my time, career. You felt like you accomplished something. Yeah, right? I, it felt like, yeah, yeah, I'm getting there. And yeah. then Spotify was trying to uh, expand into emerging markets, in mm -hmm. particular in India, and was looking for somebody who uh, 
had some background in strategy. Okay. Had some background in consumer tech mm-hmm. and was deeply interested in music. Okay. So it was like check, check, check. Mm-hmm. I joined the music tech industry and here I am seven years later. All right. Yeah. And then what? Uh, how did you find basically adapting and progressing? It, it, it wasn't uh, a fundamental shift because at the end of the day, Spotify is a technology company and okay. I was at Google. Mm-hmm. So it was... in in many ways it was fairly seamless okay because the you know we we have the demand and the supply side of the business in in any internet business you have all of the uh, you know if you're if you're google your supply could be music or it could be videos or it could be just text and web pages uh, so the supply side of the business is fundamentally different but the demand side of the business is pretty much the same right you okay. there are users you have to acquire the users you have to retain them for that you have to build great products and you have to run you know excellent marketing campaigns and you need to have engaged set of users who keep coming back to your product mm-hmm. uh so both from an industry perspective and from a cultural perspective it wasn't a fundamental shift uh, 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 uh yeah so so i think my early days was was uh fairly smooth and uh, i it was surprising for me as well how smooth the transition was yeah yeah well i bet when you were in in, in mckenzie and you're analyzing all that you know economic yeah. data and yeah. funny you're yeah. going i got my mind and my money and my money yeah. and my mind right? something like that right? <laughs> something like that yeah exactly yeah yeah so yeah. you know mo- mo- mostly with, with with the backing sort of sound of distortion guitars yeah, yeah. they yeah. say what are you doing yeah. get back to work yeah. i'm working i'm just listening to music <laughs> so you, you you grew up loving music I grew up loving right. music. Yeah. What what you know what kind of genres of, of of music do you like? Yeah. So I I was born and raised in India. Yeah. So there's no way you are born and raised in India and are not exposed to Bollywood music, right? Of course. So we're exposed a, to Bollywood music here in Yeah, Saudi. exactly, right? So <laughs> yeah. so there was a lot of Bollywood music. Mm-hmm. Uh but my my uh father had this collection of mm-hmm. mixtapes yeah. from the 80s pop acts. So okay. this is Michael Jackson and Bonnie M and mm-hmm. uh, ABBA and Rick Astley okay. the one hit wonders as well right okay. so we had and it wasn't snow a, informer like informer <laughs> exactly right so yeah, <laughs> you know what i'm talking about uh. so there was this collection it wasn't large it was probably 10 or 15 mixtapes mm-hmm. and i listened to this stuff for maybe 10 years right over and so, over over and over yeah. and and that was all Okay. Was, so it was Bollywood music and these 10 or 15 mixtapes, right? Mm-hmm. And I know these mixtapes so well even now that when I'm listening to them on Spotify when one track's uh, track ends, I'm expecting the next one to play. Yeah. And when it doesn't play because it's not my mixtape anymore, dis- I'm yeah. very disappointed. Yeah. Right? So so that was that was sort of my early influences when I was a kid, but mm-hmm. you know, uh, growing up early 90s I was very influenced by essentially all the Seattle based bands. Yeah. So, like, you know, Soundgarden, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, yeah. Alice in Chains, Pacific Northwest, yeah. best kind of music. Best kind of music. Portland, Oregon. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so there was a lot of that kind of music mm-hmm. uh and and then some of the heavier stuff like Megadeth, Metallica, Metallica. Iron Maiden, ACDC, okay. and the like. So, so that was that was essentially sort of my genre of comfort and genre of choice for the longest time. Uh but fast forward to now, I listen to everything. Mm-hmm. Uh but most of my time is spent on listening to whatever my daughter wants to listen to on Spotify. Okay? What does your daughter want to listen to yeah, on Spotify? Yeah, it's mostly uh, Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid? Yeah, that kind of yeah. stuff. Frozen. So you guys, so, yeah. you, so you, you're singing with your daughter in the car. Sha la 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 la. Yeah, my, yeah, that oh happens. My, Moana. Yeah. So it's it's a lot of Disney. It's <laughs> yeah, a lot of Disney. Yeah. That. 
Okay. So, all right. Which, which, <clears throat> I mean, you know, I, I think I can outdo you with, with some of the Bollywood music. So I, I, the, I remember my gateway Bollywood movie was an old movie called Disco Dancer. Oh, wow. So I know that, that song, Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Yeah. Acha, 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 that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. And uh, one, one Hit Wonders, I like a lot of One, one, one Hit Wonders. Like, I still listen to Snow's uh, yeah, Lady with the Red Dress on. Yeah. No, not Informer. That's yeah. that's the hidden gem yeah. one. That There's no music videos, but if you liked Snow back then, yeah. you would know that song. What's your hidden gem one hit wonder song? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a tough one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I would say uh, th- there's this track by uh, Blind Melon. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's called, what's it called? I've forgotten what it's called. Uh, it's their most popular track. Uh, it'll come to me. It's not coming to me. Perhaps. But there's the most popular Blind Melon track uh, is is the one uh, yeah that's that's my go to uh, I can't recall the name right now but you know that's uh, that's something I've been digging for right. I guess twenty years now okay yeah, more than that well if you, if you remember it send it to me later and I can add yeah, it to the written yeah. story for this yeah. for this episode so that track is playing in my head right yeah, now right yeah, now but yeah. you just don't know the yeah chorus I just I, said, I just don't you just know hear the beat like you know like that right. And uh, so, what, what what was your gateway song to loving music or a certain genre of music? Like for me, mm. if you ask me, rock and roll. I remember literally vividly, you know, like Jade Airport, flying somewhere. I don't even remember where I was flying to, but I remember buying a Def Leppard tape, yeah. and the song was Photograph. Oh wow! Yeah, so like I remember it, and I still listen to the song, you know, like same yeah. as it's, it was the first time I heard it. For me, it was Bon Jovi. Yeah, keep the faith. Oh, the God. album. Yeah, back yeah, in the yeah day, I remember that. I, I think early nineties. Okay. Uh, yeah, and it was everywhere on MTV at that time. Uh-huh. And I remember I went out. I bought the cassette. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that was that was sort of my gateway into sort of buying my own collections. And, okay. And, and from then on, I, I listened to a lot of music. But that was the starting point. All right. Yeah. And your mixtapes. What was in your mixtapes? I used to make. I was notorious for mixtapes. Yeah, my, everybody knows me for my mixtapes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, my my my, mix- my tapes are all even like worn out because I record and I get bored and you know like switch up the music. And what stuff. was in your mixtapes? Everything. I I remember. Okay, so I remember certain tracks that were always on my mixtapes. So there was, uh, the brat, featuring the notorious B.I.G. Mm. The B side, Soul for Real. Um, every little thing I do. What else did I put? Oh, some something that nobody would listen to other than me would be C and C Music Factory. Do you want to get funky with me? So yeah. I just kept on going and going. Yeah. You know. And then there's I'll always sneak in a couple of rock songs because at that time I was into like hip hop and stuff. Yeah. So I'd sneak in some Def Leppard. Yeah. <laughs> when love and hate collide. Yeah. <laughs> See. Yeah. That's so I remember that. What's yours? No rain is the is the name of the track, which all I right. Don't remember. And the mystery has been yeah. solved. <laughs> the mystery has been solved. <laughs> right? Inside the episode. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now we go uh, to your mixtapes. I want to know your mix. I mean, back then, if you had a mixtape that everybody wanted, everybody wanted to be your friend. Yeah. Look, my my uh, my mixtape <laughs> kind of cheesy, but it was true. <laughs> yeah. But but it was my mixtape was all rock music. Yeah. Plain and simple. It would be, uh, you know, Blur song number two. Song number two, uh, Green Day, yeah. Oasis, uh-huh. and, and I, I guess the the only separation I would have is 
the mixtape with the popular music mm-hmm. and the mixtape with the heavier music. Oh yeah, that's like uh, me. Like Megadeth and Iron Maiden and these guys because the people, uh, you know, not everyone was into metal, mm-hmm. right? So you didn't want to share your the heavier mixtapes with the guys who were listening to the more popular music. So I, I think that was the distinction. I completely understand music. what you're saying. The hip hop was for, for everybody and... Yeah. and I had another mixtape that was mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I wouldn't play in front yeah. of everybody. I would play, yeah. you know, like I'd play for the band. Yeah, so. yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, um, um, who, who, who were, let's say, your role? I mean, they don't have to be like your favorite artists because because let's 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 put the music aspect of it aside. But of course, being you know you like music a lot, so you're you have to have found one artist's uh, career or story inspirational for you. Uh I would say Brian Adams. Yeah? Why yeah. is that? I mean, he's... Uh, yeah, this is 30, 40 years on. He's mm-hmm. still growing, uh, going strong, releasing yeah. albums, uh, performing with the stamina that you won't see in a, mm-hmm. you know, 60-plus guy. Uh, and and the um, the sheer amount of output mm-hmm. uh, that he produces yeah. is just... Yeah, I find that very imp- impressive, right? So, and and if you if you go to a Brian Adams gig, it's very simple. He comes mm-hmm. on, puts on a guitar. There's a band, performs. You can't make out whether you know the studio versions and the live versions. They're basically the same. Yeah, yeah, because you know he's a great performer. He's a oh, yeah. great musician. So I I I think it's not it's not very uh, uh, intuitive, mm-hmm. but the simplicity, the predictability. And the consistency with which Brian Adams just churns out work and performs and is just out there again and again with no stops, I, I find that very, very inspiring. All right, okay. And uh, before we wrap up our, our interview, I always ask my guests, Yeah. do they have a personal message? What's yours? My personal message would be uh, in my capacity as Spotify. Mm-hmm. Uh, for for your audience, I'm I'm assuming there are three kinds. I actually kinds. want my pers- my, your personal message to be your personal message. My personal message. Yes, as oh. you, you know, it's, you're, no. you're someone in the industry, and you that you work in. You're someone who loves it, so obviously yeah. Yeah. they could be related, but yeah. it's yours. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, this this <laughs> is my message. This is my message. Look, uh, the the three kinds of people I think out mm-hmm. there. Uh, yeah. If I were to wear my segmentation hat, people who don't know about Spotify at all. Okay. Uh, people who know about Spotify barely use it, maybe used it a couple of times, mm-hmm. and then the third category would be. Uh, people who are heavily users of Spotify mm-hmm. in the region. I'd say if you're in the first category, you haven't heard about it, and this is the first time you're hearing about it, yep. check it out. It's great. I love it. I've been using it for ages now, uh, mm-hmm. as you are as well. Yes. Uh, uh, if you're if you've just used it, then then use it more because Spotify personalizes very very well. I noticed uh, that, by the way, when I was trying it. That's what made me actually like Spotify. Yeah, I mean, uh, and there's a there's a stat out there that people people tend to say that you know Spotify knows me better than my partner or my spouse, mm-hmm. right? So uh, give it a shot because it really personalizes around your listening habits and it becomes your own version, right? And if you're uh, already using it, then check out Wrapped. It'll, you know, it's a feature we have in the product where we essentially wrap up your music taste and, and you know, you get to share it with friends, family, whoever. Um, and it's it's a lot of fun, right, the way it's done. So so check it out if you're if you're already listening to Spotify. All right. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, that's 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 pretty interesting. And I'd like to th- thank you for taking the time to be here with us on, you know, in this episode in our studios. And I'd like to wish you 
in your Spotify journey in the kingdom, nothing but the best of luck. And I'm going to close this episode with a lyric for John Bon Jovi. So shot through the heart and you are to blame. You give love a bad name. See you later. (laughs) 